Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to worship and praise you. We come in agreement, understanding that you're the only one that's been infinitely good to us. Such goodness that drew us to a place of repentance to even recognize our need for you. And I pray, Father God, as we end this quarter and this season, Lord, that we'll prep ourselves and prepare ourselves uh, for what you have for us to do. And I pray as a submitted vessel to you, I pray that you'll breathe through me the words that you want these young people to hear. And I pray that what's, what's inscribed on these papers um, is exactly what you have for each of them. And I pray whatever point, each point, will find themselves nestled in the soils of their heart that will bear forth fruit in their due time. And Lord, as we talk about our due season, I pray, Lord, that we understand the importance of us being seasoned and and understand the importance of going through certain uh, seasons of life so that we can actually enjoy what you have for us in this earth realm. Every demonic spirit is under the sound of my voice. I command you right now to loose your hold every, over every student. I come against your plot and scheme against myself. The word of God that will be spoken today will be unhindered, unaltered, and will be ensuring that these young people succeed. Lord, I turn my attention back to you, and I thank you for that authority that I exercised today, <clears throat> that it will bear forth fruit in their lives immediately. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Y'all go ahead and sit down. We're going to go to Galatians 6, 9. I won't be before you all too long. Galatians 6, 9. Um, all these notes came today, so I'm kind of scrambled. Um, some of these notes I kind of are familiar with, but um, this came in the, within the last 45 minutes. So walk with me as we walk through this, and uh, we're going to get right into it. So Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary of doing good or well-doing. <clears throat> For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. And some text says, if we faint not. I'm going to go the old school way because um, King James, I'm going to go that way. All right, main thought is this. In order to have a due season, you must pay the dues of this season. In order to have a due season, an expected season, a desired season, you must pay the dues of this season. Now, I have a question for you and I want to engage with you for a little bit. What due season are you looking forward to? What due season? What expected season? What are you looking forward to? Is it, uh, uh, can I get three people to tell me what kind of career they want to have? What due season or state of life do you want to have eventually? Yes, go ahead, Savior. I want to be an NBA. NBA, that's good. Go ahead, baby girl. I want to be a restaurant. That's good, that's good. Upper class, me, anybody? What due season are you expecting or looking forward to? Computer engineer. Some money. Some money. Gotcha. Gotcha. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Every expected season just doesn't fall in your lap. Right? Everything that you desire in life just doesn't happen. And unfortunately, in this culture, by design, the state of the world right now has created entitled individuals. Individuals that expect things to be given to them. Why are they trying to create an entitled culture to introduce socialism? To introduce a way of life where people don't want to work. Competition breeds excellence. What that means is if we live in a world where people are uh, increasing their skill sets and are becoming successful, it breeds excellence. But if everybody is receiving equal distribution, then no one will execute at a high level. Therefore, they won't be able to live at a high level. So what we're trying to say is you just can't expect a season you can't expect to do a lot in this life if you don't pay the dues, okay? 
So we had a ball play, NBA. We have a restaurant owner. We have an uh, say it again, boss. Computer engineer. All those things are great and can be achieved. But everyone at that level that you desire, what if you were uh, had the opportunity to interview them, they will tell you here are the work ethics you must practice daily to have this particular day in your life. The second question is, what must you do this summer for this due season to occur? Each and every one of you, all you have dreams, all you have goals, and you have to ask yourself, what must I do every day to ensure that I have those days? There are certain days I can't wait to have. I want to make sure that I create days for my children to enjoy. So I have to make certain decisions now to ensure that when my children are born, that they're not born into uh, poor decisions. <clears throat> I want them to be born into good consequences, not negative consequences of my choices. So those desired days that I desire to have, I got to do things every single day to ensure. There's not one elite ball player that doesn't dribble, catch, or shoot, or swing every day. There's not in, there's not one restaurant restaurantpreneur restaurantpreneur who doesn't be around food every day. That doesn't be around ingredients every day. People just don't get to the top. Now people get to the top through compromise. There's only two ways to the top, and it's all moved by two different entities. Either you get to the top by God, or you get to the top by the devil. Most of you all. In my 10th grade class, especially, I, we had a conversation about um, certain people who are billionaires and millionaires. You have to understand that at certain areas, in order to get to certain heights, there has to be certain uh, compromises. So what I don't want you to do is to aspire for a particular place. And then when you get to the doorway of that place, they say you have to compromise a certain kind of way to have this kind of way, uh, uh, things in life. That's why you have to have eternal goals. I don't have earthly, I don't have earthly, I have earthly goals, but they are connected to an eternal ambition. And what I don't want to happen is that you get so consumed with this earthly life that you forget about the one that you will have to live forever in. You have to live with eternity in mind, not with just the earth in mind. Let's keep going. I'm kind of diverting away from what I want to talk about. So my two questions is what due season are you looking forward to? And what must you do this summer for this due season to occur? Let's continue. The problem. Many students will mismanage their summer season. We're not talking about in this, in this room. We're just talking about all over the world. Many students will mismanage their summer season. They will allow the weariness of this postseason to affect the work ethics of their offseason. Many students want to do a lot, but not many are willing to pay a lot of dues. Many students will mismanage their summer season. They will allow the weariness, because this postseason can get you weary. All these tests, the strain of a school year. A lot of students will allow or will allow the weariness of their postseason. No matter if you came in fourth place, no matter if you won the championship or not, no matter if you won or lost. Many people are going to allow the weariness of this postseason to affect the work ethics of their offseason. Many students want to do a lot, but not many students want to pay a lot of dues. There are certain dues you must pay today in order to have an expected tomorrow. Y'all all right? 
Y'all weren't expecting chapel, so I know I'm, 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 I'm driving through some rough terrain today, but we're going to be all right. They will allow the weariness of this postseason to affect the work ethics of the offseason. Let's keep going. Last point here under this. All seasons matter. All seasons matter. All right, here we go. Now, let's talk. Let's break down the scripture real quickly. It says, and let us not grow weary of doing good or well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we faint not. Let's get into let us not grow weary. Growing weary is a process, a designed onslaught by the enemy to ensure you don't have the energy you need to succeed. Weariness. He wearies us through society. He wearies us through what happened in our homes. He wearies us through the emotions. And a lot of you all are wearied because you are not mentally mature enough to even process how to overcome weariness. And the issue is a lot of you all have bottled inside of you hurts, wounds, pains, words that were spoken over you that's causing you to be weary. Now, growing weary is a process. We grow weary when our minds grow weary. The best way to weary us is for us to be worried. Right. Let's continue. My question to you under this point is what is causing you to grow weary? Now I have one, two, three, four, five, six causes that causes us to be weary or to grow weary. Number one, see the consequence of our bad choices. What causes weariness are the consequence of our bad choices, meaning this, that right now you may have energy. You may be excited about the summer or you may be excited about life. The enemy knows the power of destiny. The enemy knows the power of potential. Each and every one of you have potential, but unfortunately, if I'm honest, many, not many of y'all, but some of you all may not tap into that full potential. There are going to be a lot of things in your life that's going to be tempting you to make certain choices that will place you into certain consequences that will strap you into cycles for your entire life. Right now, you're not really feeling the consequence of your choices because you're in a bubble. You know, when you go bowling, <clears throat> You know, the babies, they got a bowl with the little bumpers. So many of y'all don't feel the effects of gutter, but some of you all's minds are in there. Therefore, when the bumpers are down, you're going to find yourself drowned in ditches and you're going to be like, man, I'm surrounded by all these consequences. And the devil says the best way to ensure you don't have your particular days is to make sure you make the bad decisions today that will affect your whole life. I'm telling you. 20 seconds to 20 minutes can really affect the next 20 to 40 years of your life. So what we're telling you is all these people who are advertising a way of life are false advertisements. False advertisements. I wish we could see heaven. But you know why God doesn't show us heaven but make us feel heaven here? Because if he showed us heaven, many of us would act right but for the wrong reasons. So what we have to understand is, is that choices cost, even if you don't have to pay right now. Because <laughs> some of the decisions you're making right now is affecting your work ethics. And you have big dreams, but you don't got big dues. <laughs> going to being successful is going to require you to do stuff you don't want to do. It's called discipline. A disciple is a disciplined one. A one that says, I have a certain level of, of dues, systems, aspirations that keeps me focused, 
so I can have a particular outcome. Right now, we're just scattering our choices and hoping something grows. Things in your life must be particularly planted if you want a particular outcome. Let's keep going. <clears throat> so the consequence of, our ch- of bad choices causes weariness. Some of our parents are weighed down because of the choices they made. A lot of you all have been weary this postseason. Could he, you remember with Kobe? They were talking about when Kobe was in the playoffs for the first time, Demani, they were talking about how um, um, he would shoot, but he airballed in the playoffs. And when he airballed in the playoffs, he said, what was wrong? He said, my legs wasn't there for the postseason. So what he was saying, my shot was spot on, but my legs were out of shape. So what did he do in that offseason? <laughs> he trained for the postseason. He trained for when it's going to be strenuous. Listen, have you, that's the difference between the NBA and, other, and the NFL is the NFL, anybody can win a game in the postseason. But when you play in the NBA, you got to play a team seven times sometimes. Imagine playing the same enemy seven times in a row. They're going to know all your schemes. They're going to know, oh, he don't got no left hand. Oh, she can't, she, when, she, when she dribbles to the one, le- one, one dribble to the left, she's going to pull up. Oh, he don't, he don't got no handles. Well, he gets tired by the third quarter. Do you not know there's a scrap sheet on you? That all you got to do to her is just to do this and she'll start praying for months. All you got to do is, is, is have her mom say this and she's messed up for weeks. He's messed up for months. There is a, a what they call it, Damani? Um, what do they call that thing? when uh, Scouting report. There's a scouting report on you to ensure you don't succeed. That's why the postseason, offseason is very important for you to say, okay, where was I weak this year? What choices did I make this year that put me in this position? You are in the positions today based upon the choices you made yesterday. So what causes weariness? Consequence from bad choices. A, what causes uh, weariness or what causes us to grow weary? Unanointed ambitions. Unanointed ambitions. Now, that's see the, the, old, the older generation, they're unanointed. When you use words like that, it, it, it hits us differently at different states. But let me break it down. A lot of you all are ambitious off the things that your mom and dad want you to do. You're ambitious after the things God didn't even have in your life to do. And the issue is you're going to grow weary because there's something inside that's going to be like, this ain't really for you. All of our dreams at y'all's level, your mom and dad or other people, not all moms and dad, let me not put them all generalized. But they may not understand because all we were taught was get through elementary school, get through middle school, get through high school, get these. What's the top five jobs? Uh, Doctor, lawyer, what else? (laughs) Engineer, professional athlete. athlete. And let me tell you something about that. Listen, there's nothing wrong with letters coupled together. So you can have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. You know why you must have a plan B? The issue is many of you all have a plan A but don't have a plan B. All you're thinking about is I want to go to the league. I want this. Everybody wants a profession that's short-lived. So you get to the league, you're not going to play 50 years. Tom Brady, LeBron James are anomalies. 
Tom Brady playing at 44, that's an anomaly. LeBron playing 18 years steroids, an anomaly. I'm just joking, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's an anomaly. Okay. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is everyone, just because someone says, have you thought about a plan B? Not everyone that says plan B is hating on your plan A. They're just saying there are a lot of things in life that can happen that will alter your plan A. A wise person says, I have all the alphabet. <laughs> just in case I need plan Z, I got a plan Z. Because you never know what's going to happen. So unanointed ambitions is ambitions I'm pursuing that God is not in. God is in what I'm doing right now. That's why I always have favor. The best place is in the middle of the will of God for your life. And it's not going to always be the cutest, the sexiest, the, the funnest thing to do. It ain't. But nothing is. <laughs> you think everything's fun with NBA? No, not everything's fun with anything. We have to, but all those old folks had to pay taxes. That ain't fun. But the, in, in, uh, in order, no matter what you do in life that you enjoy, there's aspects of it that you're not going to like. So what I'm saying to you is, if God says, this is the way, walk ye in it, walk ye in it. <laughs> because I and all of us, let me give, you remember when uh, David um, shot the slingshot, the thing at uh, Goliath? <laughs> David wasn't strong. People think that David just swung in it. No, the power that God put behind the rock, the power, because when the, when, the, when the audience said, come on, I got to say it twice. When there was the power behind the stone that killed Goliath. It wasn't David's skill. David's skill played a small part in it. You know what, you know what made his stone powerful? His obedience. His confidence in God. One thing I love, love about David. <clears throat> what did he say? He said, this uncircumcised Philistine. David understood covenant. The reason why I don't mind, I don't worry about power, I don't worry about nothing because I know I'm powered by God because I'm in covenant. David said this uncircumcised Philistine. What he was saying was, and I ain't going to get graphic, anyway, you know. He was uncircumcised, meaning that he wasn't in covenant with God. So David said it don't matter if he's 6'10". I don't care if he's 8 foot 11. I don't care if he's 32 feet tall. He is not in covenant. The devil's going to always seem big, but he is not in covenant. When you know you a son or daughter of God, you can walk confidently knowing that, Mama, I know you want me to be this. Daddy, I know you want me to be this. But I promise you I will make more money and make more impact doing what God wants me to do than what you think I should. So don't allow yourself to grow weary because you're going to be doing stuff you're not anointed to do. This is easy for me to do. It's easy. Because this is who I am. This is how I'm wired to be. If I go out there and want to be a plumber, I'll probably suck. If I go out there and do something that ain't, it is not wired in me, I will be trash. But when it comes to this, I'm good at it. Not because I'm good, but because I rest in the one that made me this way. So don't just have a plan. Hey, cool. Pursue your hoop dreams. I did too. Who's in the league now? Not me. 
<laughs> Some of you all are not ready for your dream to die. But God will always knock and sit right beside your idol. And it reminds me of the story about the woman at the well. Why was Jesus sitting at the well? Y'all got to read y'all Bibles. The Bible's rich. He sat by the well because he knew the lady was going to walk up and be like, well, this is the water. Our for- this is the well my forefathers built. And he said, you know, I'm going to sit by the well that you've been drinking from. And I'm going to put the living well beside the well you've been drinking from and have you make a choice. So God is sitting at the well of your dream right now and say, you, you drink from this, you're going to have to drink from it every day. But if you drink from me, you will never thirst again. And some of you all are thirsty for your dream. You want to be in the league so bad. You want to be successful so bad. Anything you want too bad is too bad for you. You got to say, God, I trust you. I'm walking with you. Let me keep going because I'm going, I'm going long already. Now, now, what causes us to grow weary? You being unsatisfied. Being unsatisfied. For some of you all, your mother wasn't nurturing. For some of you all, your father wasn't instructing. And some of you all are living because you're not receiving what you think you should receive. You're unsatisfied. Some of you all, you desire love so much, therefore you're in relationships all the time. You want this person, you want that person because you're trying to fill a void. You're unsatisfied. That causes weariness. God is saying, man, come to me. God is saying, if you drink from me, you won't thirst again. God has to be everything to you or you're going to be unsatisfied. You're going to always be looking outside of yourself to fill that hole inside of you. And you will realize that hole inside of you is God big. So what I'm telling you is do not allow those feelings of unsatisfaction or dissatisfaction. Is that unsatisfaction on the word? Men being people? Dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction. It wouldn't go with my use. Uh, <laughs> unsatisfied. We're going to stick with that. Anyway, some of you all just got to forgive and let people go. Forgive the people that hurt you. Let's keep going. What causes us to grow weary? S is sin. That's self explanatory. What causes us to be um, weary or grow weary? Wrong or improper emotional connections. I don't have time to labor on this too, too long because soul ties is a real thing. Many of y'all don't understand just how well-engineered, well-designed y'all are. God made y'all, he made humans to the point to where technology can't even catch up to what God created. They're trying to create technology and they, the camera phone, they, but your eyes, your eyes, these, these, these uh, cameras can't even connect to how your eyes work, right? So what I'm saying is, is that Many of you all just think, oh, I got a body. Oh, it's cool. It works. But many of y'all don't understand the depths of your soul and how just one conversation with a person, one interaction with a group of people, one improper connection with a person sexually can cause you to be so tied to them that you're in a new relationship now. You got a husband, my husband or wife later on in life. And you still tug by what they do on Instagram. Still affect. They done moved on and you still tug to them. Your emotions are dense. And maybe we'll talk about this next year sometime. But emotional emotions will have you connect to the wrong people because you have these voids, these desires. That's why you have to understand your value. Because not too many people know how to interpret value. 
They'll look at you and be like, we have things in common. Our souls are, are, are alikin. And then you get connected with them and now there's transferring happen. Transferring ideologies. Transferring of thoughts. And now you're tied to this individual. You can't even let them go. We'll talk about this some other time. Let's keep going. What causes us to grow weary? S, our surroundings. The environments we choose to be in. The internal environments. That's why you got to watch what you listen to because you're, you're a vessel. What does the Holy Spirit listen to on a daily basis in your life? What is the spirit of God is? What does he what does he have to deal with? You know, when I get home, I love my home because I designed it to be peaceful. I say I love you to my wife in the morning. So when I get back, it's peaceful. I'm just joking. I'm joking. I do things for my wife. And say, All right, let me get let me take care. Let me take care of my wife. So when I come home, <coughs> it's peaceful. She got all my passwords. She got everything. She got, accountability is important because I rather have peace than side pieces. Oh, good gracious! I rather have peace than side pieces because one is already enough. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Peace is important. Now back to a schedule programming. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that what am I? Okay, um. I make sure that my environment <laughs> is peaceful. <laughs> what I'm saying. Let's keep going. Um, <laughs> and well doing. <laughs> and let us not grow weary of doing good for uh, and well doing. Doing good doesn't always feel good. Real quick, I'm going to go through these points. Doing good doesn't always feel good. So the issue is we grow weary because of doing good. Doing good, let me keep going. It's easy to grow weary of doing good because doing good doesn't always reap immediate returns. Wrongdoing reaps immediately in enjoyment. Doing good reaps eventually with fulfillment. That's a mouthful, but it makes sense. So you're not going to always be celebrated for doing good. So we get weary because we're like, man, I don't want to do this good thing. I don't want to do this. But certain haves requires certain dues, right? So we grow weary in doing good because doing good is not always fun. It's easier to steal than to work hard to buy something. It's easier to, 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 to mess around with a girl and mess around a guy than to remain pure until you're married. It's hard to walk in purity, but it's easy to be impure. The enemy's gonna make sure it's easy for you to do things like this, but easy comes what? Easy goes. I'm gonna tell you something about my wife. She made me work, fam. She met me with her own. That's why don't engage yourself with people that desperately need your company. Be with people that got their own companies. And we're not talking about business. We're just talking about they got their own stuff, right? When I tell you, okay, I was in the middle of my Bible study. And she came in, right? And uh, y'all saw me on this story. I started stuttering in the middle of my message. And I blamed the devil. But it was really just her beauty, right? Anyway. So when she came in, the second time she came, or the third time she came to my Bible study, um, it was called Unplugged. Uh, my sisters, I said, you know what, I'm going to ask for a number today. <laughs> the preacher going gonna, 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 gonna to slide through. So what I did was I grabbed my book, right? I said, oh, the first time, we usually give our first time guests a free copy of my book. <laughs> we give our first time guests. You know, a free copy. I was trying to show off. You know, you, you ever dated an author before? Have you been with someone that makes his own residuals? I said, I'm going to give you my book. You know what I'm saying? And so I gave her a book. I said, let me sign it for you. Right? 
I gave her the book and I was like, um, how, it, how can I stay in contact with you, you know? You know well, back then it was on Instagram, because it was Instagram, Instagram was new. Um, and she pulled out her phone and she said, not yet. And walked out the door. My sisters was, I was like, why are you snickering for? <laughs> I was like, in the middle of my Bible said around people that were, around girls that wanted me for my anointing. Let me tell you something about people that want you because of how you look. Let me tell you something. There's a difference between Coach Josh and Josh Wazzy. Back when I, was, when I was in my heyday, girls would dress up. Girls was coming to my Bible said, I'm not lying to you. They'll come because they said this guy was anointed, right? But when it came to Joshua Ejike Eze, they didn't want to deal with him. They wanted the guy to be always on a hundred and anointed, the, guy, the advice giver, this person. Never be confused with the people that are drawn to you because of your shade and your fruit, but are not there to tend you as a tree. Because as soon as you lose your fruit and as soon as you lose your leaves, they're gone. So what I'm trying to tell you is, Choose all weather friends, not fair weather friends. Back to my story. So, I sat in that building for like an extra hour and a half. Because I was like, this girl, I was this close, Savion. I had my phone ready, man. I was about to put, I already had her name in the name part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was ready to put that 704-980. She said, no. Now, we didn't go out on a date for a whole year. She said, if you want to meet with me and talk with me, you got to meet me at UNC Charlotte after my graduate school class in the parking deck if you want to spend time with me. A year, we didn't eat no pizza. We didn't get no burger. Now, that might have been extreme. But at the same thing, she had a lot to offer. Sometimes you got to go through, go to extreme measures when you got a, a lot to give. So you know what? She put the fear of God in me. Like, she, when you meet with someone that have their own, you afraid of them leaving because they have too much to offer. Some of y'all entertaining people don't got nothing to offer, and it feels good now. They give me all this attention. They give me all this love. They give me all this, all this stuff. And then you're going to get bored them eventually because you're going to be like, what else do you have to offer than looks? Instagram got y'all messed up because all y'all cared about is looks and not actually being. So now you filter and fabricate your lives to look well to people who you will never meet. Ignoring the people you have to see every day to be something where, listen, do you know it's easier to be yourself than to be 15 different people? For in due season means the appropriate time. Let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not faint. Let's keep going. Um, weary by definition. I'm give you some definition. I'm done. And then I got these last few points. Uh, weary by definition is feeling or showing tiredness, especially as a result of excessive, keyword excessive exertion or a lack of sleep. When you do not trust God for everything, when God is not your source, you will ex excessively exert energy and you will lack sleep. He says, I give my beloved sweet sleep. Why are you not sleeping tonight? Or today? Are you overly exerting yourself? Because I'm telling you, man, I heard someone say the other day, they said, I met my idol and they were boring. I met the person I looked up to and I realized not too much there. And so many people, they exert themselves to get to a place of success 
and then realize those lights are hotter. Why do you think the CEO makes more money than the gender? When the gender does more physical labor, right? It's called responsibility. The CEO, if something happens in his building, they're not going to go talk to the gender. Even though the gender was the one that fought, they're going to go right to the top. So when you get to the top, there's greater responsibility. It's easier to be a single man than a married man. And everybody's rushing to get married. Everybody's rushing to get to the money. Everybody's rushing, rushing, rushing. But they're not built for that level yet. Do, by definition, I forgot to give you this before, is an expected or a plan or a plan for a certain time or dues is a payment. So in order for me to have a due season, I got to make certain payments today. What payments are you paying today for the, for the future that you desire to have? I got to make certain payments. With my wife, I got to make certain payments. With my family, I got to make certain payments because I don't want to lose them. I don't want the devil to be the repo man pulling my wife away from me. Pulling my children away from me. Pulling my future away from me. Because I didn't make the payments. In due season means appropriate time. And I have this point right here. Appropriate time follows the practice of appropriate things. God, you good. All this came in 45 minutes. God, you good. Now, what good things must you do this summer to prepare you for your due or desire season? <laughs> uh, six points, real quick. What must you do this summer to prepare you for your due or desire season? Number one, I spelled things. T, spend quality time with God. That sounds so Christian. When you get older, you only got to wait till you get older. If you spend quality time, Man, I don't think y'all understand. Quality time with God is just saying, God, what's on your heart today? I'm going to get to know you today, God. It sets you up for the future. All those times I spent quality time with God when I was younger, produced the books, produced even this quality, even brief five-minute quality time with God produced this message. I know the formula. Quality time with God produced quality things. And brings quality into your life. So what must you do this summer? Spend quality time with God. I'm telling you. When you meet God in heaven. You're going to probably realize. That roadblocks doesn't compare to the time. The time I spent in roadblocks doesn't compare to the time I could have spent with God. The time on this phone with this person. Would not compare. When you meet God. See, I know God, man. I, like, 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 man, I don't be on TV much. I don't do stuff much. I'm like, I want to spend time with my maker. Right? When you spend that time, I'm telling you, man, things occur. And what I don't want to happen is, <laughs> what if God put on a screen? You know, God probably got like a 15,000 square inch TV up there. Right? I'm not saying this is what's going to happen. This is what could happen. It might not even happen. But what if he has a big screen? And he said, just like you get that notification at the end of, uh, for Apple users at the end of, of a screen time, whatever you've been watching. What if God said you spent five years of your life on the Internet? You spent seven years worth of time with the wrong person. And God said you spent nothing but. A hundred hours with me. That really is, that, there are real numbers for that. Like, God is all-knowing. There's real numbers of, she only spent 20 minutes with me today, two hours with a God that's not even for her. Three hours this way, and she only gave me 20 minutes. If you knew 
What I know, you will spend more time with him than these video games. You'll spend more time with him than you do with your friends. You'll spend more time because you're going to realize down the line, you don't want to be a person that says, I wish I had. You want to be a person that says, I'm glad I did. H, what good things must you do this summer to prepare for your due or desired season? H, create and engage good habits. Habits determines what will happen for you in the future. Habits. Whatever happened at this point is the fruit of your habits. Habits are little bits of happenings that will determine what will happen. Habits. What I'm saying is, what are the little things you do every day, every day that design what you have in your life right now? So you have to create and engage good habits. I, what good things must you do this summer to prepare you for your do it desire season? Increase the quality of your skills. There's a saying out there, stack your skills. I can only make a certain amount of money with a certain skill. But if I want a certain level of money, I got to stack on top of that skill another skill that will make me even more valuable. So what I'm saying is, these next two months, say, okay, as a speaker, every day I got, I can look at a doorknob and come up with a mess. There ain't no doorknob there, okay? Um, I can look at anything and say, okay, I challenge my brain often. How could you make a message or how, not even a message, I don't even think, I don't even think sermons all the time. I think about connecting. How can I use a chair? How can I use a book? How can I use a phone? I'm working on my speaking ability every day. I'm working on my writing every day. I'm working on my skills every day to keep them what? Sharp. This summer, you got to say, okay, if I want to be this, I must increase these skills. Let's keep going. And you got to practice saying no to negative things. You got to practice saying no. Saying no is saying, I, I got a yes I'm getting to. Like, it's easy for me to say no today when I'm waiting for a particular yes. I'd rather say yes to me and no to others to have what I can have. Last but not, oh, G, what good things must you do this summer to pay for your due desire senior? Practice gratitude. Don't be those bratty, spoiled kids that ain't grateful. Gratitude. I got into certain doors just because of gratitude. 90% of my blessings come because of my attitude. I walk around with joy because it brings me joy. Last but not least, what good things must you do to summer to pray for your do a desired season? Practice self-love and sow into someone's life. We're not even talking about money. That too. <laughs> but not just money. Right now, the things that I sow into you all, like I, I may not just I may not reap money back from it. But what I mean by sowing into someone's life, say, okay, what good can I do for somebody else? This summer. If I know I got an elderly neighbor next door to me, what can I do good for them? So when someone's like, and please practice self-love. Love yourself this summer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this message. I pray, Lord, that as we close this chapter of school, that we don't become fools this summer. <laughs> I pray we keep our eyes fixed on you. Developing our fundamentals, stirring the faith in us, and be fruitful by the time August comes. We thank the Lord for this message. I pray that it's settled in their hearts, and it's going to lead them to make this summer the best summer they ever had. 
We love you, Lord. We thank you for the gym to pray. Amen. Thank you. Yes, ma'am.